One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'm your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're continuing to stay safe and healthy. Back in Symphony, it's almost time to put on a concert. But with Jory and Nehemiah in containment, and Smallren putting on a different persona, things are bound to get complicated. Deceptions are crafted, an artist is discovered, and chaos eventually ensues. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory perform as imprinted echoes. Jory and Nehemiah, you are both in this dimensional sound barrier. It's a little disorienting. You've been able to keep your bearings and figure out how to ground yourself in this moment. And Nehemiah, you have the connection to know where Smolrin is outside, but that is about all you're able to sense, other than each other mm-hmm. at the moment. And Smolrin, you outside have been joined by a cyclic raider, these mirror-faced, unsounding individuals. They seem to only reflect or replay the sounds that they have heard from others rather than creating their own. And that's kind of just how it is for a little while. No one else seems to be paying you attention outside. Jory, Nehemiah, you're kind of just standing there for a while. It's a bit of a waiting game. Is there anything that you do in this time? Anything you're looking for, trying to sense? Nehemiah's got his entire focus on keeping track of Smallren. Smallren is going to take advantage of this time to basically listen for the space around her, listening for exits and hiding places, planning out her plans B through S in case... (laughs) In case plan A goes sideways. Not plan T, though. We never use plan T. No. You easily make note of a couple of exits in the back area. There's the main one that you came through. There's also, it seems to be a couple others that you might be able to get out of. And then, like, looking out into the main amphitheater area, you can sense that there is these pathways down kind of like an arena Mm. between aisles that you could go up and each one probably has some sort of path to an exit as well. Um, she's also going to try and make a little bit of conversation with the cyclic raider just to see if it will regurgitate sounds that it has not immediately been presented with, asking general questions like, oh, how long have you worked for Otarsh and where are you from? And basically like asking really banal small talk questions 
but also things that are trying to get sounds out of it that wouldn't be immediately available to see if it has that arsenal of every sound it's ever heard. Or is it reflecting immediate sounds? Yeah, you are asking these questions and the answers that you get back are either very straightforward and simple or they don't answer at all. So when you ask, well, where are you from? You don't get an answer. If you say, well, how long have you been working for Otarsh? You get like a very long time. But every word is a different voice as though it has held other people's words together and stitched them together into a sentence. It's like those videos you see where someone like makes a song out of like someone's speeches from different videos and it kind of sounds a little funky and pieced together because it's not meant to say that in that order. Mm -hmm. That's what it sounds like. So it does answer, but each word is in a different voice with a different inflection with a slightly different volume and tone. Okay. So you do get the sense that it can kind of have this arsenal, this not quite recording, but like collection of sounds and voices that it can push back out. A couple of the words you find in the conversation are yours. It's just echoing them back to me. Correct. Okay. I am closing my eyes metaphorically, of course, and listening to as much of the small stuff in the background to try to get a better idea of the what's going on in the environment. Go ahead and roll me perception level three. And I have succeeded with a mighty four. Oh yeah, because you're specialized, so it takes that down too, so you just had to roll a three or better. (laughs) Nice job. Awesome. You concentrate, trying to, as hard as you can, focus on what might be happening around you in the environment outside of this crate, and it's hard at first. It's hard to push out all of this dissonance that is echoing around you from every single side. But after a moment, you hear a voice, and you don't quite recognize it necessarily. It's not a voice that you've heard before, but you recognize the cadence of it. Mm -hmm. And the voice isn't talking to you, but to someone else, almost like you're eavesdropping. Yes, we're here now. No, I'm not sure what the order is. I'm just hoping that they kept getting the song out. Maybe this will be our last chance. I feel like this might be applicable to our lives. (laughs) I will whisper that to Nehemiah. Yeah, the two of you can communicate no problem. Last chances, getting a message out. That sounds like something we might be involved in. Just saying. (laughs) I don't know who it was, though. I don't think. I feel like I should. Would you like to try and return a message of any sort, or are you just listening? Um... Sure, why not? If I think I can do it sneakily in a way that nobody else can hear. I'm going to have you roll an intelligence. Again, level three, but with an asset. An asset because you exist partially out of phase. (gasps) Oh, man. Um, Am I using some form of perception still, or should I just take it down to... Yeah, this is this is not perception. This is this is an intelligence of how to respond to this in a way that other people aren't going to notice. Success with an 8. This sound is woven into the other sounds that are around you. It is layered on top in an imposing phase of sound. So almost as though it's existing in the same place but reversed and kind of superimposed upon it. And you think that if you can essentially phase your voice 
to match that and almost piggyback on that that waveform, you can respond to it. We heard a message. We are here trying to get everyone out. TBD kisses. (laughs) Jory. (laughs) That is just the most Jory sign-off. Kisses. (laughs) Jory. Amazing. And you send that out. The response is near immediate. And of course, near immediate when now I have to figure out what that's going to be. <laughs> the response will be near immediate in two near seconds. Immediate. As, soon, as soon as Zan figures you out what that's near, going to be. said near, it's fine. I know, I know. Where are you? Are you here to help us? What's going on? Who is this? From the physical plane, heard message here to assist, stumbling through, but optimistic, uh, heard cries for help. I'm running. I love that you're treating this like a telegram. I know, I was just about to say that. (laughs) Heard cries, stop. Came running, stop. We're paying by the word here, guys. (laughs) Nehemiah, you hear Jory speaking to no one in particular. As she continues to say these words, you too start hearing that voice here. And I know you're concentrating on like keeping smaller, but you can do both at this point. You can still have a bead on where she is and start hearing that voice mm-hmm. here as well. Great. This is Bridget saying this because Smallren is not privy to this conversation, but I just want to know, is the voice speaking in the language from the song or speaking in language that they would both understand? So it is technically the language from the song, but the way that language here works is a little bit strange because you're existing within sound and not necessarily spoken syntax. So you can recognize it as the language of the song and the language of those people far behind, but you still understand all of the meaning of it regardless. Okay. And we're also at the point where the three of you can pretty easily have a, a conversation within that language, even though Jory is the one who's fluent. Like it, you, you all have enough experience mm-hmm. and exposure to it. Over time. We've been doing our Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Unbroken streak for like at least three weeks. Mm-hmm. From Earth. Is that where you're from? Did you get the message? Are you here to help? Yes. That's us. But you're contained. That seems counterintuitive. We found a way to hide our voices within the dissonance of these crates. You'd only be able to hear one if you were inside. Yes. Are you captured? No, not so much. Really, just, uh, it's fake captured. We're, um, we're pretending. I mean, we're still in a box. (laughs) And, uh, can't get out, but it's not so much, uh, Nehemiah. (laughs) It's a cunning ploy. There we go. We got somebody on the outside. (laughs) We have a cunning plan. (laughs) Okay. How many do you have here? Well... Um, In the immediate area, three. Well, I mean, counting us two. But um, as far as allies at large, I suppose it's more. Uh, especially if you include you now. How many of you are there? There's about 20 of us. <laughs> and you're all in boxes? A couple different ones. There's about five to six of us per containment unit. Mm-hmm. Are you really here to get us back? Oh boy, I should think so. <laughs> That's the plan. That's that's really wonderful news. What's the plan? Did you, did you have a plan coming here, I assume? 
Well, we're, we're playing it a bit by ear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Livening the mood there, accidentally. <laughs> um, I think we're going to try to impress and bedazzle and escape while the bedazzle is bedazzling. You said your name was Jory, yes? That's right, yes. And who was the other with you? This is Nehemiah. I apologize if you wanted me to use a pseudonym. I <laughs> no worries. That. It's, it, it, Nehemiah's fine. We didn't come up with code names, guys. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Just dropping the ball. <laughs> how, do, how does everybody say their name backwards quickly? No. Nerlums? <laughs> <laughs> Nehemiah, it's your turn. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'm Eroge, I think. You get a sound of confirmation. Hmm. Okay, I'm Kythro. I'm no one special. That's not true. But I like your voice. Thank you. Actually, come to think of it, something about it's very familiar. Do you have any family? Um, I don't. Hmm. How did you know about Did you hear the song? There, there was a, a young academic person who kept collecting pieces of song from us. Did you hear the song? Yes, the song. I wrote that. Oh, you did? No way! Oh, that's amazing! I haven't had anything else in my head for, like, ages and ages, and, like, sometimes it's a curse, but really it's a blessing, and I'm so happy to meet you. Oh, this is... This is crazy. When we get to a place where you have writing utensils and not just sound waves, can I have an autograph? Um, sure. Best day. <laughs> But Jory and uh, Nehemiah, um, bedazzling and distraction. Yes. Do you have more specifics in mind? <sighs> Once we get out, I'm going to make it look like part of the show. We've got something that'll essentially open up a tunnel for us to shoot from here to a little ways away. We're going to have to hoof it. Yep. And then we're going to have to get back into Rhapsody, which is going to be its own can of beans, but... You know, one step at a time, you know? Okay. So, as far as we need to know, perform as normal? Yes. Perform as normal. Get as close as you can together. Okay. Um, perhaps a contingency plan of some kind. I think maybe when we... I don't know, what do you all think? If we make a noise like a bird, should that signal something as a... As a uh, small run, you're really good with these plans. Any suggestion of how our, um... Other trapped friends might be able to help us out in a pinch. You say that and get no response, because this is not something Smallrin can hear. Damn it. I'm outside. I'm not on... I'm not, I'm on the wrong walkie-talkie channel. Uh, can I knock on the box? <laughs> uh, you know what? Even though it's kind of sound, but the, the equivalent of what that would be, go ahead and make me a... Actually, I'm going to make this a might roll. Oh, boy. Just for the sake of Just that. to spice things up. <laughs> yeah, just to spice things up. And and, and I think it, it applies here because the rules are a little bit fluid here. Okay. So go ahead and make me a might three. Okay. Oh, my success with a 14. I had Woo! everything going against me with that one. You push as hard as you can against this dissonance, dimensional sound that is around you. And it hurts, but you kind of do the equivalent of like banging your fist you make that sound against it and Smallrin you do hear kind of a low thud thud coming from the box I'm gonna kind of look at the cyclic raider can they hear me if I speak to them I need to calm them it seems and the 
response that you get is actually in Edos's voice. Mm. Oh, that's creepy. Yep. I don't like that. Don't, don't like that. Perhaps. <laughs> Can you hear me? You do need to be a little calmer. You'll be performing soon. Nehemiah, you can hear that because you've been concentrating on it. Jory, you've been doing other stuff, but Nehemiah, you have been honed in on that. You can hear that from Smolren. I don't think she can hear us, but I guess we'll be going up soon. Okay. Well, um, how about uh, new songwriting friends? If we make this noise, and I'll make a noise, uh, that sounds kind of like a bird, but more like a pelican if you were to choose one. Are you saying that a pelican's I mean, not a I, bird? I, no, just it doesn't have the tweedledee that most birds. When you think of a bird call that they have, actually, you know what? I don't know what sound they make. <laughs> I'd imagine it's some kind of squawk, like a deep throaty squawk. <laughs> I mean, it'd have to be. Pelicans are all throat. They are. Okay, if we make that call, maybe ramp up whatever you're doing to like extreme levels of showmanship. Sound big bursts like a like a swelling or a crescendo, and then I don't know. Maybe we can make some kind of a poof and leave that way. It's really hard because I, I mean you're the one that's got the tunnel. I think we just get in as close together as yep. possible. We all try and harmonize, and we go out on a poof. And maybe if we are all very very lucky, we can buy ourselves a little bit of time based on shock value alone. Or would it be better to get really really quiet in the anticipation that something's going to come back up and then just have disappeared and the the crowd will be sitting in anticipation and it's never going to pay off. Oh no. That's rude. I do like that. (laughs) (laughs) As a reminder, Jaskira has the hypersound device Mm -hmm. and you have a one time walkie talkie signal to tell her when to activate it from the outside of the city. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of our thought. If it doesn't seem like it's going well, I think maybe just multiply whatever you're doing times two. Pretend it's somebody you care about out there and not a crowd of people watching slaves, arts, money, so to speak. Metaphorically, again. Okay, I can can do that. We'll be ready for being transported somewhere, and if not, we'll follow your lead. Yeah? Sounds good. Uh-huh. I'll get the word to those in the other crates then, and we'll plan for that. Thank you for, for being here and for helping and for having a plan. We've tried a lot of things before, and nothing's ever really worked. We haven't gotten that far. So. We're hoping to get you all the way back. I have a lot of questions uh, about things back home, but uh, there'll be time for that, I'm sure. Together. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Smolren. You are outside of the containment crate, and there have been people walking by, other boxes and things like that kind of been set around and and lined up in a way. A lot of them have already been kind of opened. It looks like these collected sounds, most of them are not intelligent. Most of them are more of a display you would see in a museum. It's very interesting. It's very valuable, but it doesn't have a mind or a sentience to it. You see all of these sounds like starting to be laid out in a way that's going to be displayed in a very particular orchestration. There's one that just seems to be a constant repeating loop of numbers at random. Like It's someone's voice, you think, but it's just a constant repeating loop of numbers. There's one that sounds almost like whale calls. There's 
one that sounds like someone singing or speaking in reverse. If you're familiar with binaural beats, two tones at a very slightly different frequency being played at the same time that creates that third tone in the center, you hear a shepherd tone, which is the looping upward octave, increasing steps, and sounds like it's forever just going up and up and up the scale, even though it's actually a loop. Among a number of other unique and things you've just never heard of or things that are maybe a little off-putting or just absolutely gorgeous. Just an interesting collection of things that are being laid out here. A stagehand, you assume, passes by and says, Did you get a show order? No, not yet. But I was told we would be going on with the other sentient sounds. Yeah, they're last on the list. They're our main attraction here, so... Naturally. We'll get those guys uncrated probably a little bit into uh, the concert itself, but uh, just be ready. I will. Person wanders off to do something else. As you watch them kind of walk away, you feel the presence of someone else joining you. That kind of like almost growling, purring sound that you heard previously as Catrol, the... Major Domo to Otarsh walks up. So, who do you work for, really? Because there aren't that many sound collectors out here, and I'm very curious. They wish to remain anonymous until they can see the success of today's concert. Mm. After that, we will establish some communication. I do appreciate the need for anonymity, but between you and me, come on now. I'm sure you could tell me. One emissary to another. (laughs) While I appreciate that we fulfill much the same role, I also know that it does not behoove me to keep secrets from my employer. So, while I appreciate what you're trying to do, I believe that I will respect their wishes for now. I'm going to have you roll deception at level five. Okay. Ooh. GM intrusion failure. However, I would like to spend three intellect to use my late inspiration. I can retry the task with an asset. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Come on, roll 20. (laughs) Success with a 14. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) And she looks at you. You can feel her sound kind of rumbling a little bit, like she's considering things. Well, I guess you're correct. Once this transaction is complete, I'd be very interested to have further conversation with you. The specimens that you brought were stronger than I would be expecting for someone to just openly parade around. And if you have the skill to keep them in tow without any further containment, then I would be very interested to know your skills. Let's just say that my loyalty to my employer comes at the cost of a true valuation of just how special my skills are. I am well paid. Understood. I hope you have an enjoyable performance. I look forward to it. I've Never been to a spectacle quite like this. Then prepare to be amazed. And she walks off. 
Whew. <laughs> that was almost very bad. Also, thank goodness you're a nice person because another GM might have said, well, the GM intrusion is you don't have time to re-roll it. <laughs> I could have. You could have. And you're a nice person and you're very, very handsome and <laughs> just all the good things. Eventually, Smallrin, you hear other sounds starting to make their way into the amphitheater. It is starting to fill up with audience. And even Jory and Nehemiah, to an extent, you can sense that there are more sounds kind of being collected in this area. You can't hear them distinctly, but you can feel the presence of more and more people, that very low thrum that's happening. And these sounds are starting to be arranged in a way. After a little while, the hum of the audience starts to die down and the concert begins. It's not announced in any way. There's no one that goes on stage and does any sort of big thank you for coming. There's no pre-show introduction. It just starts. And it starts with this low humming whistling, like a whale skull that you heard previously. And it just kind of ebbs and flows and eventually grows to a volume that it just drowns out the rest of the sounds of the audience. Not to a malicious or violent effect, but it just kind of dampens them all and eventually they pull their sound in so that it's not interfering with everything. They quiet themselves a bit to allow the performance to happen. And all those sounds that you heard being unpacked are played. And in some cases, it's relatively strange to hear them together, but it all works. Maybe you weren't expecting you know, some sort of large trumpeting blast to go along with someone screaming, but it does. It's clear that someone has orchestrated these pieces to be cohesive and beautiful in the end, even if it doesn't seem like they should fit together. This is a very carefully curated collection. More and more pieces and sounds are added or taken away, and different movements of this song are created. And about partway through, one of the stagehands approaches you, Smallrin. All right, we're going to open these up. You ready? Whenever you are. You hear Otarsh come up as well. Wonderful. I can't wait to hear what they have to offer. Very quickly, I'd like to just make sure that everything is going to be arranged properly. I did hear their sampling earlier. Do they take direction well? But of course. Wonderful. Feel free to stay nearby, but I will be conducting this part of the performance. I will stay out of the way, but close enough to keep them contained. By all means. And he struts off. The crates are brought kind of around to an edge, and in a moment you hear all of that dissonance and just 
ever-present pressure around you during Nehemiah fade away as though the walls of this crate have just opened up. And you see in front of you a mass of people. The All of their sounds, although dampened, are huge. It is a packed house and a massive one at that. Nearby you do hear Smallrin, as well as a number of other low volume voices that are clearly these other people, these other sentient sounds that were taken so long ago. And you stand there. The others start to kind of form together like a choir, but they're packing themselves a little bit tighter than you think they normally would. I'm just picturing like a high school choir risers. They're, they're stepping up on them, but, but I'm picturing my high school choir risers, so they're kind of cruddy. <laughs> And it's like they, they, they squeak when you get on them. And mm. I know that's not the situation here, but at the same time, like, everybody's got, like, the cummerbund with the glitteriness on it. Like show choir. Yep. Exactly. Yes. The fake bow ties that match the cummerbunds. Oh, no. My school, I'm picturing the women's chorus dresses, which were penguin dresses. They were essentially, like, black overdress with, like, a white thing underneath, so it was just a white strip down the front. They were, like, long-sleeved oh, and, no. like, a thousand percent polyester. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yuck. And Otarsh kind of takes like a conductor's position out in the front of everyone mm-hmm. and turns to the audience. Their voice is massively amplified in some way. Thank you all for coming this evening. I hope you've enjoyed our performance thus far. My collection is extensive. And I'm glad you've all been able to properly experience that. But I have one last special performance for you. Not only do I have the pride and joy of my collection behind me, but I have an additional surprise for you. It seems that another collector has provided some vocal support from afar and sent me a few more sounds to entertain you. Prepare to be amazed. And he turns around. The sound that he emanates at first is that oboe sound, but just very, very low and deep. And then as he takes a breath, whistling sounds start emanating as he is almost motioning for the different people in this choir to come forth with these strange, looping, sweeping tones. And then almost from nowhere, it becomes a fully orchestrated musical piece with instruments and voices and words. And it's absolutely beautiful. What do you add in? Nehemiah would use his natural inborn, that guitar strumming, and really stick in the mid-tones, but then as the moment would appear, as the conduction would allow, he would go actually and like take that as high as he can pull it. Like really go in for those sweeping high notes. Amazing. Um, I will do a couple things. I think I will use my dancing and my jinglies round about my hips to add a beautiful twinkly accent into everything where appropriate and also kind of use my whole upper body and my hands and 
everything I can to channel every sound out through myself in a visual, which of course would still be audible, but visual, audible way to, I don't know, just add another level of emotion to what people were experiencing in the audience. Absolutely. And if, I, if I'm the only person doing something like that, I'll try to make sure I'm in the middle. So it's symmetrical, I suppose. Okay. I'm going to have both of you roll me a performance check. Nehemiah, I don't know if you are, but I'm going to say that's something you're trained in. <laughs> sure. Sounds good. That sounds right. Actually, can I just spend two might for impressive display? Impressive display? You may. Excellent. You absolutely may. Jory, I'm going to have you make that check at a level three. Okay. And um, what should I be for this one? It's not officially my forte, but it's like canonically my forte. So I don't know if it should just be untrained. I'll give okay. you training. That's fine. I'll give you an asset, okay. essentially. Success with a 13. Wonderful. You both are able to seamlessly add in to this chorus, to this beautiful, heart-wrenching, chill-giving orchestration. And you can feel that rumbling that Otarsh had just become the base for all of this, and almost as though he just has this massive smile across his face. He is very pleased with the results of this. And it continues on for a while. I think after a couple of minutes, I would go ahead and give Jory the nudge to alert our distraction. It's go time. (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to... So you nudge each other and send that wave of nudge through Mm -hmm. the rest of this chorus here. And they start building and building. And it's not quite what, like, Otarsh was conducting towards, but he goes with it. Just like, yes, let's bring this up and up and up. And it reaches a high point, Mm -hmm. a point where everyone is just, their voices and sounds are at the highest volume all at once. Is this when you make that signal? Yeah, it's go. Let's get out of here. Jory, you press the little signal. And as that crescendo drops, and there's a little bit of silence, you hear a distortion in the sound, and you can almost hear this strange looping, tunneling come around and surround the group here. And you hear the crowd kind of like ooh and ah a little bit because they assume that this is part of everything. And it starts kind of pulling people in. Like you can feel all those sounds starting to be siphoned away as you're all kind of gathering towards this center. It's going to take a moment to make this happen. The equivalent of a round, a couple seconds to get everyone pulled out. But other people nearby start to realize that this was not necessarily part of the planned performance. Otarsh, specifically. Smallrin is going to kind of rush around the side of the risers, basically between Otarsh and the rest of kind of the choir, Mm -hmm. and very quietly, but like to him, start making a fuss in such a way that she's blocking him from getting any closer. Okay. What is going on? I thought that you had better security than this. What is happening? I have an investment to protect here. Amazing. Please go ahead and roll me deception level five once again. Wonder. Please let this work. (laughs) 
that is a failure with a seven. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> what? I have some XP going spare. I am going to spend for a player intrusion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have something called Lucky Break. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to spend one XP. Something unexpected happens that is to your advantage. I would actually like it to be that all of a sudden, like, everyone kind of gets sucked at once. Like, it, it's built up the momentum that, like, everyone just goes. Okay, cool. Go ahead and spend that XP. And as you're trying to distract Otarsh, he goes, I don't know what's happening. Move out of the way! And tries to push you aside. And as you do, you see the last couple of bits of these sounds being pulled through this tunnel. The last two being Jory and Nehemiah. As I get pulled in, can I reach out and like grab for Small Ren's hand and pull her along with me? Yes, you may. You reach out and grab her hand and you're pulled out through that tunnel. And the last thing you see before being completely pulled out <laughs> is Otarsh with strength you didn't think that he necessarily had given his appearance picking up a cyclic raider like by the back and throwing it Uh-oh. into the tunnel Uh-oh. oh no <laughs> additionally I am actually going to use a GM intrusion <laughs> here so mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have this for Nehemiah I think mm-hmm. this makes the most sense for you you are constantly trying to make sure that everyone is doing okay. Everyone here is in their proper place, being included, that protective yep. understanding, looking around, listening. And you hear as this hypersound tunnel is being pulled out towards the edges of Symphony, towards the edge outer limits of the city, you see a gardener nearby kind of reach out and go to touch the hypersound tunnel mm-hmm. and about to be pulled into it. So the GM intrusion is that a gardener will be joining you on your trip here and that will be what it will be or you can spend the one XP if you have it to make You know that what? Happen. I have exactly one XP. <laughs> that, this is already complicated. Let's not make it worse. Wonderful. I have spent that XP. You see that gardener's hand reaching up and just in a large blast of that stringed instrument you push them away and that sound goes tumbling off somewhere else not included in this after a couple of very disorienting moments of being pulled through this space you land outside of symphony and it is quieter than you would expect in fact it's near silent but you do remember that that was part of this device that it creates an area of silence that only the people within it can be heard and you see a group of 20 or so sounds most of them kind of confused mm-hmm. Jaskira kind of looking around like oh my god it worked and one very upset very confused cyclic raider I have a thing I'd like to do <laughs> remember how I had all those plans Bridget actually did come up with some plans. Oh, no! I would like to activate my Sonic Master, uh, which is uh, establishes a connection with one sound within short range. After the connection is established, the user can move or manipulate the sound anywhere within short range. If the sound is intelligent, a speed check is necessary and the connection lasts for 10 rounds. 
Uh, so that would be a level five okay. for trying to control the cyclic raider. Okay, then I'm just going to spend for a point of effort and hope this works. Success with an 18. Are you going to say it? <laughs> Plus two Plus damage. Plus two damage. <laughs> Which honestly, okay, here's my thought. Because Smallrin doesn't actually want to make this guy do anything except not interfere with us. So I actually, in addition to like taking control of it, I would like to deal some damage to it since I've been provided with it. Sure. <laughs> You're holding it so tightly that it cannot move. And if it's struggling against that, it takes the damage. Cool. And you take control of this and it just kind of like struggles and pushes against that a little bit, but stays put and makes no sound cool. as you now have mastery over the cyclic raider for 10 rounds. So like a minute? Yeah, not very long. It worked. Oh my God. Goodness gracious, it worked. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay, you're all here. Is this everybody? Did everybody make it? I think so. Did- Should we, uh, he will gesture with his spear to the cyclic raider. Oh. Honestly, I think that would be best. All right. Um, <laughs> it is completely immobilized. Do I have to make a check? No. In fact, if you are looking to completely dispatch of this, I will just let you describe how you would like to do it and it will happen. Nehemiah just walks up, considers it for a moment, and then just with the spirit, just head off. I would also recommend cracking that mirror. Spear through the mirror. Okay. The mirror shatters and... The sound that had been reflected by that. You just hear this jumble and chorus of awkwardly jumbled together voices just emanate from that mirror as you shatter it. Just these screaming words and strange collections of voices pour out of it and they dissipate off and the sound is a husk. It's that same low white noise that you heard mm-hmm. in Rhapsody when you encountered those before. And it just kind of floats away. Oh, All right. Man, let's never do that again. Okay. Mm. Well, I guess it's... Uh, we gotta go. We need yep. to move. Let's... In fact, although you are just outside of Symphony, you can hear something rising in volume from inside the city. From inside the Resonance Islands. We did just make a noise out here, so let's hope we can move away from this as fast as we can and mm-hmm. try not to leave a trail. Scoot, scoot. Everyone, find a buddy and <laughs> let's move as fast as we can. <laughs> you gather the group of the lot of you and begin to make your way towards Rhapsody, pulling towards that dead zone silence towards the center of that graveyard where you know your friends are, towards the data sphere spike that you know is going to be your connection home, these people's connection home. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to episode 66 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. There you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And in that vein, I'd like to thank Patrick, Atan, and Jeremy for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review wherever you're able to, and tell a friend about the show. 
And of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter. Myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zane Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.